Welcome to the Learning Exchange, where L&D and HR professionals can dig deep into the ever-changing landscape of online learning and talent development. Each episode, we'll explore innovations in learning and discuss best practices with special guests from inside and outside the learning world. L&D is evolving, and the Learning Exchange is here to help you keep pace. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Learning Exchange. On today's episode, our focus is going to be trauma in the workplace. To get us started, I wanted to pose a couple of questions just to really get you thinking about this topic. On a scale of one to 10, how equipped would you say that you are to support and help navigate trauma in the workplace? What about your leaders and managers? On a scale of one to 10, how equipped do you think they are? And does that change when we broaden the scope to all employees on a scale of one to 10? How well equipped do you believe that your general employee population is equipped to navigate and handle trauma in the workplace? Last question before I, I dive right in, how would your organization react If I said that improper support for navigating trauma in the workplace is one of the largest contributing factors to turnover. You're probably going through a wide range of emotion, thinking through these, these questions and how you might answer them Uh, far too often. I think we are conditioned to leave our baggage at the door or to check our emotions at the door, or even to subscribe to a mindset that 100% of the time, the customer is always right. In all of these circumstances, this ultimately means that trauma in the workplace is rarely acknowledged or addressed. And that leaves it to just lurk in the background and build and compound, ultimately eroding trust, confidence, and joy for our employees. And this can translate directly to our customer experiences. Thankfully. In 2022, we have reached a point where we are expected to tackle this once and for all in the workplace. We're being forced to recognize that leaving this outdated mindset in place doesn't do anything but perpetuate turnover and dissatisfaction from our customers, as well as from our employees and even their families. I recently had the pleasure of speaking about this very topic alongside a dear friend and trusted colleague of mine, and I thought I'd bring a small, very small portion of our presentation to you in the form of this episode. In order to get there, I first want to present you with a couple of data points to really let it sink in how big of an opportunity we have here. Uh, Have you ever stopped to understand the potential impacts of trauma unresolved trauma in the workplace. Uh, Several studies are out there, and uh, one of the studies states that half to two-thirds of our population has had at least one episode of overwhelming stress or trauma, period. That's a lot of us. A lot of us have gone through something, and we oftentimes have to pack it up, put it in a box, and put it on the shelf while we're at work. I don't know about you, but it's really difficult for me to completely disassociate from something as 
as overwhelming as stress or trauma can be. We're humans and we we're expected to, to live in a way that's human, which means we have emotions, we have feelings. And, and yes, we need to be mindful about how, how we lean into them and, and, and sort of appropriateness and, and when to signal that you need to step away and deal with something, but to just put it on a shelf and ignore it doesn't do anyone any favors. Uh, we, we've seen that play out a million different ways over the years and, and it never comes to a great end. Uh, depression has a substantial effect on our abilities to function, which is, is no surprise, but if I put it in terms of task execution, depression can interfere with a person's ability to execute physical tasks by 20%. It can also affect someone's cognitive abilities by 35%. I, I don't know about you, but if I let that sink in for a minute, if we choose to do nothing. It signals that we're okay with 20 to 30% reduced capacity for our employees as acceptable operations. And I'm pretty sure that most of our organizations, if we didn't take into account that there was some trauma that might be affecting performance, we just simply look at it and say, that's a performance issue. Time to promote them to guests. So we're, we're not giving people a fair shake. Um, and there are some ways that we can address this by making sure that the work environments we're creating are supportive. Uh, we as learning and development can bring forward tools that allow our, our employees to navigate on their own. We can provide some tools for our managers that give them guidelines for how to be effective in supporting employees or even themselves as they navigate through episodes of trauma that may find their way into the workplace and ultimately impact performance and behavior. Uh, there is not any single one-size-fits-all approach that we can apply. But what we can do is we can look at a few key areas in which we can have a positive impact. Uh, SAMHSA, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, has outlined six uh, principles of a trauma-informed workplace. And so I, I want to call attention to these six themes and challenge you to, to figure out where within your organization you are in regard to each of these six areas and how you might be able to provide support. Um, you may find as we go through these six areas that some of them are, are for the most part off limits to you, meaning that you are not in a place where you can directly affect that component, but you'll notice that all six of the areas are very much tied together. Um, there are some components that weave through each of them. And so by affecting one, you can ultimately affect all of them. Uh, so it's about figuring out where you are, where you have some big gaps and how you can start to close some of those gaps. All right. So with that being said, here we go. Our six principles of trauma-informed workplace and environments. Number one is safety. And by safety, I mean employees and leaders feel physically and psychologically safe throughout the company. The question we ask ourselves here is how are we preparing our leaders 
to create psychologically safe environments? And how are we verifying that our employees do in fact feel safe in these environments? Uh, physical safety is something that we've talked about for years and years and years. Uh, we've identified how to take proactive measures where you don't go into, uh, as an example, perhaps you don't close uh, the workplace at the end of the day in the dark and walk to your vehicle alone, uh, arrange for a, a buddy, um, right? We talk about understanding the proper safety exits and precautions that we take in the event of emergencies. But what we haven't spent a lot of time talking about over the years is psychological safety, which means we're creating an environment in which people feel safe to vocalize things that are worrying them. Um, they feel safe to bring forward feedback, both positive and negative in, in the spirit of being productive. A lot of other components go into that, but we just don't spend enough time talking about that. So look, look to see if this is an area where you might be able to infuse a little bit more content to help your workforce find their way. Um, component number two, trustworthiness and transparency. And here we're really focusing on just ensuring that employees and leaders feel confident that decisions are being made with transparency as much as can be, and also with the goal of building trust and maintaining trust. Even if you can't affect this system-wide, you don't feel like you can interject yourself or your team in regard to this component with uh, those making all of the decisions, look for ways that you might be able to start something small within your direct team. How might you be able to start with your team and build an example that can be referenced uh, throughout the organization in other ways? Uh, component number three is peer support. In respect to peer support, the intention here is that people with shared experiences are integrated into the company and viewed as critical to the business. Evidence of this can often be found in the form of peer collaboration, highly actively engaged employees that are seeking to learn more about each other, more about the business, more about the divides that can occur when our businesses get into siloed practices. Element number four, collaboration and mutuality. And this one is somewhat related to peer support uh, in that when we're, we're talking about collaboration and mutuality, we're talking about this idea that everybody feels the power differences are leveled and flattened in support of shared decisions and shared decision-making leading to shared successes. So you heard me say shared multiple times because we're talking about this very collaborative and, and equal, mutually equal and beneficial experience for all. Uh, this means that your employees do not feel less important than the guests or the customers that they are serving. Uh, yeah, I said that. So uh, we've said for too many years, the customer is always right. Uh, but this could be a very dangerous place to live because sometimes depending on the situation and circumstance, it can signal very clearly to our employees that the guest or the customer are more important to the business than me as the employee who is trying to power the engine to create great experiences for customers or guests. Area number five, 
is empowerment, voice, and choice. And this one is is pretty true to what you would expect um, here. We're just talking about ensuring that everybody's strengths are recognized and built upon and validated. This also includes a belief in resiliency and a person's ability to recover from trauma and heal from trauma. You've got to believe it, not just speak it. And oftentimes I think people uh, mistakenly tell themselves they believe it when they just speak it. Education can go a long way toward helping people understand how to subscribe to a belief that people can recover and heal from trauma. You're not permanently damaged from trauma uh, and, and we shouldn't allow anyone to feel or believe that they are permanently forever damaged from trauma. Everyone can heal. We still carry the experiences with us so we can learn and grow and uh, be stronger than ever before. And the, the last of these six uh, principles of trauma-informed workspace and, and trauma-informed work environments is focusing on cultural, historical, and gender issues. And here, what we're really focusing on is ensuring that biases, stereotypes, and historical traumas are recognized and addressed proactively and consistently. It can't be one-off. It can't be Yep, we're going to do it for this person or this group or this class, but not that one. It is a willingness to acknowledge all of the biases that we may have, all of the potential stereotypes and historical traumas that may be available to people in recent memory and lived experiences or related experiences and proactively and consistently address them. Not not necessarily easy to do because it, it means we've got to be willing to go into some uncomfortable spaces and have some uncomfortable, potentially uncomfortable conversations. Um, but there's a lot of reprogramming for ourselves in the workspace that, that I think needs to happen in order to really thrive. As you can probably discern from the way I talked about these six areas, they are related to each other in some form or fashion. And Ultimately, it is our challenge to find a path to supporting all of them, not just one of them. However, as I did mention before, if we can, uh, if we can start only in one place, let's find one and start there. Uh, our focus in one area will certainly lead to impact in all of the other areas. As I, as I come to a close, there's uh, two parting things I want to leave with you. First, just a, a statement. And then second, a few resources so that if you want to explore further, um, you've got at least three or four places to start. Um, so in, in closing thought, always remember that people and trauma are very similar and that they come in all different sizes and shapes and no two of them are going to be exactly the same. With that in mind, it is time to equip our workforce with the tools and the resources that they need to effectively navigate trauma in the workplace and find a path to create a safe workplace for all. Now, there are a million resources available, many of them at no cost. They're just a quick search away on the internet. Uh, but four resources that I rely on heavily for um, just finding 
tools and resources, as well as mitigating strategies and techniques, um, both in the workplace and outside of the workplace. We first have SAMHSA.gov, which, uh, as I mentioned earlier, is the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. So S-A-M-H-S-A.gov. Um, mentalhealthfirstaid.org is another phenomenal resource here. You will also find access to mental health first aid training. Um, I, I went through this uh, several months ago for the first time, and it was incredibly informative and eye-opening. Um, no matter how much you think you know about this topic, there is always more that can be learned. Um, NAMI, N-A-M-I.org is the National Alliance on Mental Health or Mental Illness. And, uh, a lot of really, really great resources available through NAMI. Um, in addition, NAMI does break into both national and local chapters. So there, there are some things you can get that are generally applicable, as well as some localized resources for your particular geography. And uh, lastly, workplacestrategiesformentalhealth.com, another phenomenal pile of resources to draw upon, again, all at no cost. Um, in many of these uh, websites and, and resource associations, you will find uh, readily available templates and tip sheets and process guides, as well as forums to engage in discussions with others across the country, across the globe, in all different industries with all different levels of experience to really help you find what's going to work best for your organization. <laughs>